Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 96 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Rob McNaughton, the Chief Executive Officer and Board Member at Curve Health. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? I am well, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to have you on the podcast. Uh, I know we spoke, I think uh, it was a few weeks back, um, kind of got a good overview and uh, was excited to, to learn more. And here we are. So I think we should just dive right into it. I'd love if you could tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and we'll go from there. Uh, certainly. So um, Rob McNaughton, currently CEO of Curve Health and I'll touch on that in a moment, but uh, my background, uh, I think of it in two chapters, my, my pre-healthcare career and my, my healthcare career. So um, I'm Canadian originally, uh, started at my career in uh, international management consulting with one of the large firms, the Boston Consulting Group, um, was there before and after business school. I've now lived in the US for about 25 years. Um, and uh, after BCG, uh, started a technology company in the software space, um, ramped that up, had a fairly strong exit with that, and then was part of the team that launched uh, large properties like cars.com, careerbuilder.com, and apartments.com. So um, I spent my early stage of my career in, in software and technology, and then shifted into video games. and was in the video game industry for, for about five years, um, leading growth at one of the larger video game retailers in the country. And then at that point, my career took quite a pivot uh, into healthcare, largely driven by personal reasons. My father was battling latter stages of cancer, and as a family, we were looking for home healthcare options. And frankly, we were pretty disappointed with the options available to us at that time. So perhaps rather hubristically, I thought I could do better. And so I, I sat down as GM and president of a fairly large video gaming company uh, to start my own home healthcare company. So I hired a team of clinicians, nurses, uh, RNs and LPNs to help me get credentialed and licensed to practice home health care and hospice supportive care here in the Pacific Northwest where I live and um, hung out my shingle and uh, grew that company to a couple hundred employees and three offices in three years and ended up selling it and then uh, uh, went on to my next chapter in healthcare, but this time in veterinary medicine. And so worked for Mars Veterinary. Um, most people think of Mars as Snickers and Twix and M&Ms, and it is all of those things, but Mars is actually more of a pet care company and veterinary company than it is a chocolate or confectionery company. So led um, uh, operations and growth there for about six years, and then got recruited back into healthcare, this time in the payer side with one of the large multi-state blues uh, based here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and then from there, um, was CEO of a health tech company in the clinician staffing and software space, uh, led it to exit uh, earlier in 2020 before the pandemic and then what well, was most recently uh, having joined uh, Curve Health um, in uh, September of this year as we closed our seed round and for me it was just an honor to join the Curve Health team. Um, we are a care enablement platform uh, that is uh, focused specifically on essentially bridging that gap between uh, acute hospital settings and post-acute, typically SNF, uh, skilled nursing facility or SNF settings. Um, and we are a, a technology and software analytics platform that is really aimed at 
reducing unnecessary hospital transfers um, and really providing enhanced access to care to vulnerable populations, typically um, seniors and those living with multiple chronic conditions. And that's kind of the, the whole reason for being is for us to, to really provide additional care options for those folks in those, in those vulnerable populations uh, such that they get the care they need where they are as opposed to bouncing back to, to an ER setting. Uh, what COVID has really done over the last eight months um, has, has exacerbated the need for more solutions and better solutions in the long-term care space. And um, you know, for me, it was an honor to join the to join the team. Um, you know, first of all, you know, personally, I wanted to to play in the space of where healthcare and technology merge. If I think of my career span, um, you know, those are two areas where I've focused my my career. And you know, quite candidly, I believe it's going to be technology that uh, is a is a key driver to enhancing the healthcare technology, or sorry, in terms of enhancing healthcare. Uh, as a whole, whether you think about it in terms of accessing uh, care or lowering the cost of care, and perhaps most importantly, just improving that consumer or patient experience. And then to, you know, to be in that space, particularly in the long-term care space, which you know, was the reason I, I joined healthcare in the first place is, is, was very compelling and, uh, and incredibly heartening for me. So yeah, just incredibly pleased to be, to be part of the team here. I'm interested to hear, so how, how they managed to bring you on. What was it that at first drew you in to want to, to join uh, the team and really help move them forward in the right direction? First and foremost, it was, you know, I was looking for companies that, you know, were in the healthcare technology space, because I do believe it's going to be technology that, that has short to medium term impact on enhancing the healthcare sector. And I wanted to, to, to be on a team that was going to have a big impact. Um, you know, Long-term care historically has been that subsector of healthcare. It's been probably the most reticent to adopt and invest in technology. Um, and you know, COVID has has had leaders in the long-term care sector, I think, rethinking that perspective and that perception. Um, also, you know, telemedicine, although it's been around for a while, it certainly you know hit its inflection point during during COVID. And a lot of it is due to the recent regulations and and uh, changes in the regulatory landscape. So things that were headwinds two years ago in terms of telemedicine reimbursement coverage and, uh, and you know, just broader acceptance of tele telemedicine um, are now tailwinds. Um, when the, the pandemic hit us, the government was relatively quick to react with pushing through some, some new waivers that you know, made telemedicine you know, far more far more useful, if you will, as well as, you know, far more embraced by both physicians as well as, as the general public and, and folks that needed care. Um, so for me, the timing was right, um, you know, and then there's just from an impact standpoint, this, these vulnerable populations, again, seniors and, and those living with multiple chronic conditions, um, they've been hit hard with COVID. And it just seemed like there's, there's something we can do now. We have a solution and technology in place that is specifically focused on addressing need. And um, that was just incredibly compelling for me. Interesting. Yeah, it's, well, I, I'd be interested, and you, you talked a little bit about it, but why do you think the long-term care space in particular, uh, but other than, I mean, I guess that, that's a majority of it, but other than like the how regulations were set up and how it kind of took a pandemic for things to change in that regard a little bit. Uh, 
why why do you think it's an area of healthcare that I guess in combination with those those factors, why do you think it is such a space that's very difficult in adopting new technology? No. I mean, first and foremost, if you just look at the basic financial economic drivers of the skilled nursing and assisted living space, it, it, they're challenging business. They typically run off low margins. Um, and, you know, there's a trade-off between access to care, care, um, and, and returns. And, you know, for the most part, they've just been historically very challenging models. So uh, pushback on technology investment had been really more price oriented as opposed to cost or, or, or return on investment oriented. So um, I think what COVID has done is, has had leaders in the space now look at, okay, there's a price associated with adopting technology and perhaps changing workflows to a certain degree and just the way things are done. Um, but I think leaders are quickly realizing that the ROI is pretty fast on this stuff and you can have a, a pretty phenomenal impact. And then also just, you know, the, 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 the drivers of the business, whether it come from reimbursement or Medicare, Medicaid, those have also changed as well, which are now more, you know, maybe more focused on you know, quality of care and, and health care outcomes and essentially, you know, more players taking risk in this space. Um, and in order to, to perform in those environments, uh, you know, technology is a pretty solid investment to help with, with not only access to care, but frankly, quality of care as well. Where, where can people learn more about uh, you and Curve Health? Well, the easiest way is just curvehealth.com. Um, we are uh, you know, launching right now. We, we are coming out with our first uh, um, community uh, based, in Minneapolis, based in Minnesota, rather, one of the largest skilled nursing um, facilities um, in, in the state. And you know, we, we hope to, to gain traction. As we raised our seed round, it was... Um, all geared for our go-to market. Essentially, our mission is to be that, that catalyst of hope and innovation to enable better care for all. So our focus is to have an impact on as many lives as we can. And so um, as we think about the focus on these vulnerable populations, um, seniors and those living with multiple chronic conditions, our, our first go-to market outreach is, is to the SNF communities. Um, that's where a lot of these people are right now. Um, and you know, also, given, also just given the COVID environment, um, we believe that that's where the greatest need is right now. So we're looking at partnering with like-minded leaders in, in the skilled nursing uh, facility space, as well as hospitals um, and, and physician groups that are, are, are looking to have an impact on, on, on these members uh, in, in these vulnerable populations as well. Perfect. Well, I'll, I'll, that's, that's great. And I'll tell you, I'll throw in links to social media, to the website in the show notes for our listeners to easily be able to navigate to. But uh, I want to thank you once again so much for coming on the Slice of Health to Care podcast. And I look forward to staying in touch with you and following Curb Health's progress. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for the time, Jared. Thank you. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store, 
their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that could be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.